Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. This is the Retirement Made Easy podcast, and I am Greg Gonzalez. Thank you all for joining me today on the 125th episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. On this episode, I wanted to talk about tax planning, year-end tax planning for 2022. At my company, St. Louis Retirement Advisors, we help people 50 and over plan for a successful retirement. So end-of-year tax planning is an extremely busy time of the year. It's, you know, December every year. We actually work November and December doing all this end-of-year tax planning for clients. So this is something kind of top of mind. I mean, I'm dealing with this every day. I'm working with clients and their tax advisors, their CPAs, or if they don't have them, we're helping solely with with that uh, guidance. So I really, really enjoy end-of-year tax planning, believe it or not. And on today's episode, I wanted to highlight four or five different opportunities, different topics that are top of mind when it comes to end-of-year tax planning. And my hope is, is that the listeners out there, a lot of them are, are clients of, of my firm, St. Louis Retirement Advisors. I'm hoping that we can take one or two different of these topics or ideas and implement them on your own. And you can learn from them and they can help improve your tax situation before year end 2022. Before we do that, I always want to mention that listeners can always get a hold of me, can always find me at my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. A lot of you have reached out with questions, submit your questions at the very bottom, and there's also a 30-minute retirement coaching call that you can schedule right there for free on the website, but also check out our resources tab. In fact, there is my 2022 tax guide, which is right there on the resource tab. All you have to do is click on it, type in your email, and it'll email you the PDF for the 2022 tax planning guide, which is incredibly useful. And I don't think enough people download that. So check that out, the 2022 Tax Planning Guide, and I know it'll benefit you. All right, let's jump into today's episode, number 125, End of Year Tax Planning for 2022. And my motivation for recording this episode is, I I think, not only the fact that I'm getting busier and busier with our clients at St. Louis Retirement Advisors with end-of-year tax planning. It starts in really October. We start getting the wheels turning for end-of-year tax planning. So it is it is top of mind. But also, I was listening to an interview here in St. Louis. The St. Louis Cardinals, that's our professional baseball team in St. Louis. A lot of people know him. They have a broadcaster. His name's Danny McLaughlin. Danny Mack is what he goes by. And they were interviewing him this past week on what makes the best professional baseball manager of all the different managers out there. And he was naming off Tony LaRusso, which is the he's actually a retired baseball manager. I think he was managing the Chicago White Sox uh, before he got ill this this last year. But he was a longtime World Series champion with the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think I believe he managed the Oakland A's and the White Sox back in the day, but really, really great manager. Joe Torre managed not only the Cardinals, but I think the uh, the New York Yankees as well. 
But I think what was so interesting is, is Danny Mack was talking about the attributes of a great manager in the game of baseball was he was talking about how the vision of a manager, you know, you may be in the fifth inning, but that manager, Tony La Russa, I mean, he's looking ahead. He's always looking ahead at the sixth inning, the seventh inning, the eighth inning, what's coming up. He's not just focused on the present. The, the fact that, okay, we're in the fifth inning here, he's looking ahead and he's he's putting a strategy together based on what's coming next. So keep in mind when we're talking about this, this end of year tax planning for 2022, we're not just starting, you know, the engine just all of a sudden. We've been planning for this for years ahead. So we're actually planning, when I'm talking about end of year tax planning, we're looking ahead at 2023, 2024, 2025, and what's ahead. What somebody's tax situation is going to look like, not only this year, but in the years ahead, because that might, what's ahead may change what we do today. So there's really a similarity there with the planning we're doing with retirement planning, with tax planning. We're considering the years ahead and what's to come. Just like that baseball manager is not just stuck in the fifth inning, that Hall of Fame manager knows that he's got four more innings ahead and he's already starting to strategize. So that's what we're doing with this end of year tax planning. Keep that in mind is you want to look ahead. You want to have a forward looking tax strategy. But I wanted just to bring up this topic, not only because some people wait till the last minute to start doing this tax planning. And I think the earlier you get started before the end of the year, the better, the more time you'll have to put a game plan in place. But l- let me start off by talking about some of the, the different topics, some of the strategies that, that we're considering with clients for when it comes to end of year tax planning. The first thing is for those people that are charitable. We're looking at their, their charitable giving so far this year. Is there any more charitable giving they want to do before the end of the year? That may be, if they're over 72, that might be qualified charitable distributions, which are QCDs. Maybe we're using part of somebody's RMD amount, required minimum distribution, and we're incorporating a a QCD to help with taxes. Maybe we're looking at donor-advised funds. That happens to be a very, very popular uh, charitable giving strategy where you can bunch together multiple years of charitable giving and get a deduction just in one year. And maybe there's appreciated assets, investments, that, that we're using to fund that donor advice fund. On the flip side, for those people that might have capital losses, unrealized capital losses in 2022, maybe we're looking at harvesting some of those capital losses before the end of the year because you can deduct up to $3,000 of capital losses in any one tax year. And then if you have more than that, Let's say you have a $6,000 capital loss. Well, you could you get to deduct the first $3,000 in 2022, and then the following $3,000 of capital losses would just roll forward to the next year. So you don't lose the next $3,000 of capital losses. It just kind of rolls over or carries forward. You remember AT&T back in the day with the, the rollover minutes? If you didn't use all your minutes on your cell phone, it would roll to the next month. It's the same thing with this capital loss. Anything over and above that $3,000 of capital losses in one year just rolls to the next year and the future years down the road. The third strategy or planning item when it comes to end of year tax planning is Roth conversions. 
Now, I could probably make a, a solid argument that this is the most popular item or planning strategy in this day and age, because not only are we still in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act with historically low tax rates, so a lot of people are wanting to take advantage of doing Roth conversions now and paying taxes when they are historically low, but also the market is down, the stock market's down. So for the year 2022, so with our investments being decreased in value, it is kind of an opportune time to do these Roth conversions. And I was trying to explain to a client, and I think I did a fair job why converting, doing Roth conversions when your investments are down is a good strategy. It's it's a, a good idea. So let's just say you have a $10 investment and it falls 20% and now you're left with $8. It's worth $8 because the stock market is down. And you do a Roth conversion. So you pay taxes on the $8 and then you move it into the Roth and let's say our $8 in the Roth IRA, then the market rebounds and it, it rebounds substantially. And then your investment goes up to $12. Well, now our $8 that we pay taxes on is now worth $12 and all that growth is tax free. Let's think about the flip side. Let's say that same scenario, your $10 investment, the market went down to $8 and you said, okay, I don't want to do my Roth conversion. I'm going to wait until it rebounds. Okay, well, your $8 investment inside of your IRA then grows to $12, and then you convert the $12, so you're paying taxes on $12 when you do the conversion instead of when it was down and only valued at $8? That just doesn't make sense to me. So an opportune time to do these Roth conversions is when the market and your investments are undervalued. I know that's a very elementary example, but hopefully it makes sense. And I think the biggest mistake that, that people make when they're doing these Roth conversions is they do too much. And by that, I mean, they don't have a rhyme or reason for how much of a Roth conversion they're doing, and it ends up throwing them into a much higher tax bracket than they would have liked, but they weren't deliberate and they weren't careful with the amount that they did as far as a Roth conversion. And I have to think that it's just because people don't have a tax advisor or a financial planner in their corner who can help them with this kind of planning, because you want to be very, very precise with how much you convert so you don't end up paying Uncle Sam more than you need to. So I hope that makes sense. The next strategy or, or topic that, that I wanted to bring up for end of year tax planning is looking to see if there's any tax deductible opportunities that we may not be maxing out, whether that's an IRA, as simple as an IRA, a 529 plan. It could be, you know, your 401k, are you maxing that out? Many people utilize HSAs through their work. And the last opportunity I wanted to mention that, that seems to be so, so popular at the end of the year, so many people like to rebalance their portfolio at the end of the year. Keep in mind, if this is a tax-deferred account or it's a, you know, a Roth-type account, there's going to be no tax implications of rebalancing. But if this is a non-qualified account, like a brokerage account, trust account, that kind of thing, you want to keep in mind any capital gains or capital losses that, that might result from this rebalancing. And with the market being so volatile in 2022, this is a really, really good strategy to rebalance at the end of the year. I think a lot of people are going to be doing this in December. Now, I did have a listener that his name was Steve, very nice guy. I enjoyed talking to him. And he said, you need to do 
some end-of-year tax planning for business owners and some strategies that business owners could use. And I appreciate his comment. I, I think it really re- would be helpful to somebody like him, for example. But I just wonder how many of our listeners of the Retirement Made Easy podcast are business owners. And if it's only 5%, well, that means 95% of the people that are listening would not benefit from hearing that end-of-year tax planning for business owners. So I don't know how applicable it would be to to the podcast. So Steve, if you're listening to this, uh, maybe set up a phone call with me, a 30-minute retirement coaching call, and, and we can go into more details for business owners. So I do think that discussion is beyond the scope of, of today's conversation. But Steve, if you want to book a 30-minute retirement coaching session with me, feel free, and we can go into more details there. So I hope this discussion has been helpful. Again, I wanted to to list off about and discuss, you know, four or five different categories of end-of-year tax planning that we're currently utilizing for many, many clients. Now, of course, there's a handful of others that we use on a regular basis, but I try to keep these podcast episodes under an hour. So I think these are a good starting point. And so, of course, you know where to find me, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com at the bottom. You know, you can submit your questions if, if you have any follow-up questions. And I did have two questions that were submitted through the website there. One was from Beth, and Beth was talking about her financial advisor and also her tax advisor, what I'm going to call a tax advisor. And her concern was, without reading word for word, her concern was that her tax advisor, her CPA, just did tax prep and did not do what, what she's calling tax planning. And she was very, very frustrated with that because he seemed to be very, very busy come tax time. And he sent like a list, like a checklist of things that every year that that she can check the boxes and and throw her 1099s and W-2s and all this kind of stuff in an envelope and then deliver that to his office and he would prepare the tax return. But she said she was looking for so much more and she wanted to know if this even existed. And then she also said that she had a stockbroker from Stiefel Nicholas, which is, it's a big firm here in St. Louis. Many of you, many of the listeners may not be familiar with it, but he was very into stock trading. And every time Beth goes to visit with him, he recommends buying and selling certain individual stocks and bonds. And she asked him kind of point blank about her retirement plan. And he kind of changed the subject and, and went back to the investments. So my thinking, Beth, is that your stockbroker, that's his specialty. His specialty is focusing on the investments. Just like your tax advisor, or it's really a tax preparer, they are trying to prepare as many tax returns as they can and get you in and out kind of thing. And they work on a volume business, kind of like H&R Block or some of those companies. So to answer Beth's question, it's just you're working with the wrong providers. A stockbroker is not going to have a specialty in retirement planning. His specialty is in analyzing stocks and bonds. And then your tax preparer is just doing that, preparing taxes, which is really taking the information from your 1099s and W-2s that you're providing and typing them into the software, the tax planning or the tax prep software And then it prints out an outcome, and then you sign and you submit your taxes. That's what they do. So it sounds more like you're looking for a tax planner and a retirement planner, somebody who specializes in retirement planning. So that's who you need to seek out. 
And I hear this from people all the time. They may have an old financial advisor or stockbroker, and they may say, oh, we're working with Hal. And Hal is a great guy. He even goes to the same church as we do. And we just hate to leave him, but he just doesn't provide the tax planning and retirement planning that we're looking for at this crucial moment in our lives. So when you're hiring an advisor, whether it's a tax advisor, financial advisor, whoever it is, I've said this on multiple podcasts, find someone that that specializes in what you're looking for help with. Maybe it's an, an attorney. Maybe you're looking for estate planning help. If that's the case, I would recommend seeking out an attorney who specializes in estate planning and makes that the sole focus of their business because there are attorneys out there that just focus on estate planning. There's other attorneys that just focus on personal injury. And if you're looking for a personal injury attorney, well, you're not going to call your estate planning attorney and vice versa. A personal injury attorney legally could draft a will and a trust and all that stuff, but I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in that person just because that's not their specialty. It's the same with a doctor. My doctor, my general practitioner, he always refers me out to these specialists if I ever need them whether it's a dermatologist or something like that, or if I'm getting x-rays or an MRI, well, I went to a radiologist. So good question, Beth. I know I I elaborated on your, your question way, way too much, but hopefully you can find some specialists that can help you. And then the last question that was submitted from the website was from Tim. And Tim wanted to know about the changes for 2023. Tim says that he is 63 years old and wants to max out his Roth IRA and his 401k next year, did the limits increase? Pretty straightforward question. And yes, they did, Tim. Roth IRAs went up to $7,500 for somebody over 50. You can contribute up to $7,500 for each spouse if you're married. And keep in mind, there are income limits to that, so be aware of those. And then for your 401k, Tim, that actually went up three grand. So in 2022, if you were over 50, you could contribute $27,000 a year to your 401k. But in 2023, because inflation has been so high, they adjusted all the tax tables and they allow us now to contribute $30,000 a year in 2023 to your 401k since Tim is over 50. So you do the math, Tim will be able to contribute 30 grand to his 401k and then another 7500 to his Roth IRA. So that's $37,500 that Tim can save for retirement in 2023. So Tim, I hope that helps you. Again, 30,000 to your 401k, $7500 to your Roth IRA for a total of If you save that for retirement next year, Tim, you are an all-star. So good luck. I hope you can do that. That's all I got for this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. If you have questions or you're interested in that 30-minute retirement coaching call, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Vester are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.